0: What's going on everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here with Mike K. Latest episode of the No Huddle Show it's 12 30 a.m we're at nova care complex we had to record this podcast for you not exactly an emergency pod but it is an important one the eagles made their draft pick they traded up you know it's a guy that i don't think anybody necessarily had projected to the eagles because i don't think we any of us thought he would be available but they traded up three picks they picked andre dillard the offensive tackle from washington state um i I was i'm pretty enthusiastic about this pick. we'll get into that but when, when you saw first hit andre dillard like falling down the board. I know Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas both said they had him as the number one tackle on the entire board, and in turn, that means they had him as a top ten prospect.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, the entire offensive tackle class kind of fell in this, so I think...
0: Yeah, Jawan Taylor didn't get picked today.
1: Yeah, Jawan Taylor... Cody Ford's still available. Yeah. Like there's there's some good talented offensive tackles, and as they were falling, I was thinking to myself, maybe they should trade back because it just kind of seems like that's the way that well, you can
0: still get one.
1: Kind of right. Thing. The cookie's crumbling in a certain direction, and I think Andre Dillard, First off, let me say this. Andre Dillard is perfect for this blocking scheme.
0: Perfect. In a lot of ways, yeah.
1: Yeah, he is extremely athletic. He's got great feet. Um, I've only watched one game of his, but when when you read all these scouting reports and you look at all this stuff, he is just... He's an athletic freak, and what I like about him is he's a constant left tackle. You know, he's played left tackle his entire college yeah. career.
0: Well, he said his entire life actually. He said he only played right tackle a little bit in college. Other than that, he's been a left tackle since he started playing football.
1: Right. He comes from good stock too. His dad was a center at Washington State as well. Growing up, so he he's he's an offensive lineman through and through, and in his in his veins, whatever. I really like this pick a lot because I've been a very big advocate of them finding an heir apparent for Jason Peters. I've been extremely adamant about it. They needed to do it. It's time. This is the last year. They got that guy. And you know what? Dylan's a bit of a project because that Washington State scheme, as you know from the pack, you know, they pass a lot. They're not run By a
0: lot, they only pass. as right? right.
1: They're <laughs> not run-blocking at all. And so he's going to take time to develop, but who better to learn from than Jason Peters, a guy who, when he was injured during the Super Bowl, was coaching up guys on the sideline. I think he coached uh, Jordan Melotta, too. So I, I think this is a really, really solid move for this team. They traded two day, three picks, whatever. Uh, I know in the grand scheme of things, you're going to say, well, you know, that's another two players. But this is a foundational piece here. This is the blindside block. maker. Right. This is a blindside block for the rest of our career, potentially.
0: Yeah, you know, going back to the run blocking thing, he, we talked to him just a little bit ago on a conference call. He's a really well-spoken, smart guy. He's a guy who started for four years at Washington State, and he acknowledged he's like, I understand why people question my run blocking ability because I didn't really run block that much. I think he played 700 something pass blocking snaps last year. Like that's Crazy. just pass blocking snaps. Like they don't run the ball at all. So that's that's a question mark he's gonna have to answer. But he's also probably not gonna have to play. like in a, in a perfect world he doesn't play this year. It, which right. is weird to say about your first round pick. Like, you know, if, if it's if it's not a perfect grade, it's probably because of that. It's you usually want to draft a first round pick who's gonna play for you in year one. He you know, if Jason Peters stays fully healthy, which you hope he does, Lane Johnson stays healthy, he's not gonna play. And but that could be a good thing. You know, he learns from Jason Peters for a year. He learns from Lane Johnson for a year. He improves as a run blocker. You know, his athleticism, it, it just kind of continues this trend of them just getting like only target. Like the, if, if you want to project what kind of offensive linemen are you going get, just look at the most athletic guys. Like it, and even Isaac Samalo is athletic coming out of college. Jason Kelsey is as athletic as any center who's ever played the game of football. Brandon Brooks, Jason Peters is a freak of nature in terms of athleticism. Like it's, it's a different kind of athleticism with offensive linemen. Like you look at the combine numbers and, you know, on the surface, it's like, like i don't know he only ran a four nine but the, for a guy that weighs 320 pounds that's ridiculous he had the fourth best 40 yard dash at the combine and he had the second best three cone drill
1: i know yeah, the, his three cones are. yeah ridiculous. and i think i forget
0: if you wrote specifically about pass rushers or in general but he wrote something about how the eagles really look at three cone drill yes um and, I mean, it just proves true. And that, the athleticism and his bend and the way he moves, like, that was the first thing Joe Douglas started talking about when he was raving about him. He's really strong. And he's, he's a guy, you know, i he, he's good enough that he could start year one for a team. But, they again, they don't need him to. And... I I, did, I graded the pick. I gave it an A minus just because of the combination of the position he plays has value. The you know the value of a guy who is viewed as a top ten to fifteen pick fell to them at twenty two. They traded up, and in the trade they didn't really give up that much. They gave up a fourth round pick, their first round pick, a fourth one of their fourth round picks, and a sixth round pick. So they only have four picks left. Remaining two room. second no. rounds,
1: two second round picks, one fourth round pick, and a fifth round pick.
0: We'll get into what we think happens next, but. Like they're we've talked about this. They don't really have that many holes on this roster. so you go and get the best players you can get. This is why we thought if there was a guy that fell, that was good enough, they' would trade up for him. If not they would trade back. There was a guy that was good enough. And I, I think they got there. This was close to as best-case scenario as it could have gotten for them.
1: So I, I don't want to brag too much, but do you remember when we did our trade things and I said, you know what, it makes a lot of sense to trade up to 22? Yeah, because yeah,
0: remember, get, I, my, my projection was like to 16 and they get Taylor, who didn't get picked, by the Right.
1: Way. I thought 18 to 22 made sense. I also thought trading up for an offensive tackle made sense. I had Cody Ford, but obviously I didn't expect Diller to fall. Look... I think they played this really, really well. I I got a couple of tweets like, maybe the Eagles are pressing. There was a report out there that they were going to trade up, trying to trade up with the Dolphins. When Howie Rosen was asked about it, he looked like he had <laughs> I've taken.
0: never, like, it was such a genuine, like, surprise that I, I, I it was real. Like, yeah, he, either that were, or he practiced it. Like, so scenes. I think they were trying to trade up for Kristen Wilkins. That There wasn't, I don't think there was a trade that was agreed to or. Right, right. It report. could have been yeah, that they yeah.
1: inquired about right. it. That happens
0: all the time.
1: Yeah. There's a reason why but there's
0: 10 minutes. The point being, clearly they were willing to move up and, you know, maybe they don't value this draft class in, the, in the, on day three like they do next year when they have a lot of picks.
1: Well, and, and also to that point, how he said that he wanted to protect both second-round picks. If you're going to trade up to 13, you're probably giving up a second-round pick. So, it, it, look again. I think they come out of this with a guy who, in their minds, is top 10 grade. In most draft pundits' minds, a top 15 grade. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm carrying around Jordan Reed from Cover One's uh, you know draft guide, and he had him as the 13th ranked guy on his entire board. So. He studied a lot of offensive line players, and, and I, I trust him. He had his number two offensive tackle, I think, behind Jonah Williams, who went a little bit earlier to the Cincinnati Bengals. Listen, not only were they able to... Trade up for Andre Dillard and secure their their left tackle of the future. There is so much talent at positions of need that fell the day two. I, I mean, they're they're really, in a good position. They're in a re- you look at the wide receiver position. Two wide receivers came off the That's board. It. Nikhil and, Harry, and DK Metcalf is not and, one of them, right? Or AJ Brown, who they've shown a lot of interest in, right? So if those guys continue, to... F- I don't think this wide receivers class is that great, but, but I, I think I,
0: in this group, it's like pretty good though. Yeah,
1: and it fits for what they want. If they were able to come away with Debo, Debo Samuel or or AJ Brown, or somebody of that ilk, I think they would feel really happy. And,
0: and safeties. There's only two oh safeties pitch. Oh, Yeah. So and you, the two, I don't even. Like Darnell Savage, they probably interested him, but they, I don't think they were going to pick Jonathan Abram.
1: I had heard that they, they, they were, there was some interest there, but it wasn't going I, to be In terms in the of first fit, round. it doesn't yeah. seem
0: like as good of a. But like right. Chauncey Garner Johnson, Juan Thornhill, um, Nazir Adderley,
1: Taylor Rapp.
0: Taylor like, Rapp. Like, the, like, there are guys there. And. You know the edge rushers have all all the good ones have pretty much been picked. Yeah, some Ch- Chase
1: guys, Winovich is like the one yeah, guy he, that I'm like, I'm like, okay, he's
0: like a good rotational type, type type of guy. But yeah,
1: he kind of reminds me of Chris Long. If it, you know, whatever we can get <laughs> into Chris Long stuff later. But again, four picks. They really only have four needs defensive end, defensive tackle, safety, and wide receiver. Yeah. And then you could say running back, depending on how you feel about the running back.
0: Basically, unless they pick up more picks, I kind of, as, as we're sitting here right now, I don't think they're going to pick a running back.
1: I'm going to bet you that they do. Okay. So we'll go double or nothing on your <laughs> On my
0: quarterback, cornerback, quarterback, which I was yeah, right. I was getting worried yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the first corner wasn't picked until after the Eagles' original pick. And,
1: and the Giants picked the wrong corner, so you can yeah, feel DeAndre good about Baker. that. Yeah,
0: DeAndre Baker. Oof. Man, what a, what a weird day the Giants had.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so by the way, one more note on Andre Dilley, and we'll talk a little bit about what this means going forward. Uh Pro Football Focus had a stat that he played 700-something pass block snaps last year. Only gave up 13 pressures total in one sack. Um, over, like, they pass... They have, they have a lot they have quick passes like to be fair but that, that's that that's good like the, he, he on paper he's a perfect fit for what they want
1: well and I think Gardner Minshew is a guy who they could look at maybe as an undrafted free agent yeah. quarterback which could maybe help him kind of come in and both of James Williams secure.
0: late round running back. right exactly yeah.
1: there's some Washington City they trust it was brought up in the press conference they really trust their scouts on the west coast like if you know I mean Sidney Jones um, uh, yeah
0: they shout out the guy that I forget what his name was but he, right. he scouts that area for them
1: right they, they've they've drafted a lot of guys out west and I think when you have a lot of Eliza Fall right yeah, yeah. Elijah Qualls. hey <laughs> uh, when you have trust in in your scouting department especially scouting Scouts that are on that end of the you know the, the other end of the country I think you feel very comfortable taking a guy if they're like you know what If they're pounding the table for a guy, I know Stoutland was probably pounding. I mean, because this guy is, like, right up his alley. This fits the Lane Johnson-esque
0: player. And Dillard said he he had talked to Stoutland a few times throughout the process, I think at his pro day and, like, I think they did an interview or something at the conference. Maybe a puppet all, show
1: that they originally were at.
0: But if Stoutland is passionate about a guy, that out of all the assistant coaches, that they listen to him more than anybody.
1: For sure. I, I am interested to see, like, it, this is a weird thing about prospects. I'm always interested to see guys that kind of went to school near where they grew up, like from, from the state of Washington. Yeah, I mean,
0: he's going across the country. This across is a big Across the country, move. seeing
1: how that he, adjustment. You, you, know, you, know, you know he doesn't
0: know much about Philly because the only thing he said is, well, I heard they have delicious cheesesteaks. No, that was that's just, like the go. That's like the token guy who's not from the like no yeah. no like I get it. He's hey, from, he's he's from, from Washington State. Yeah. You no know, Pullman people get, get mad when you disrespect them, but he had to live in Pullman for four years. So. <laughs> um, I think they're not listening to this podcast. I hope. Um, and <laughs> you can listen. To
1: but it. anyway, I, I think, moving
0: on. I think <laughs> so help uh, me here. I respect
1: that. Um, but okay, so we both like this. Yeah. Thing a lot. Oh yeah. I sure. think I think the gist of this is. They no, one day one for themselves. Yes, neither of us thought he was going to... Like, we didn't consider him as a
0: possibility, really.
1: Yeah, you and I looked at each other a couple of times, which was very hard because you were in front of me. <laughs> I was just looking at the back of your head, I guess. But uh, we, we had talked about it through text messages because that's the way we communicate because we don't <laughs> like each other. Um, but...
0: Trying to look at Mike as little as possible. Yeah,
1: like the Diller thing. I mean, we were talking about it. Like it was, like, at a certain Diller's point, we both here. were like,
0: they're getting an offensive lineman. Like, I think when it got to around, like, Fifteen and nobody. And only one guy had been picked.
1: Right. Yeah. It, it kind and of. And then
0: Bradbury to... and Chris Lindstrom were the other guys that were picked. So. Yeah.
1: You, you notice that the guards were sta- like Jonah Hill. I mean Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Man, it's tough late. comparison. Yeah. For sorry, him. it's late. This is past my bedtime now with the baby. Yeah, uh Jonah Williams somewhat projects as a guard, too, for the Bengals. So, like, three guards, potentially. It's crazy. And no offensive tackles, and so Dillard then gets picked up. There's still a lot of offense. If Cody Ford fell to 53...
0: I think they would consider it. Yeah, I mean... They need depth on the interior. I was going to bring... We can talk about that now. Yeah, let's talk about that. So, I don't think it's outlandish to think they pick another interior... Another offensive lineman. I mean, we've talked about this. They have one. So Andre Dillard doesn't have the versatility that like we expected them to pick in an offensive right. lineman. Again, we didn't know he was going to be there. So now, they don't have Steve Wisniewski. So they don't have a reserve really with any experience at center or either of the guard spots. They have Matt Pryor, who wasn't even active for any besides one game last season. But he didn't play. Now they have depth on the tackle. They have Vitae. They have Milata, is like, you know, the bent. You can develop him now for not really have to worry about him. Mm -hmm. And they have Dillard, and then they have Peters. Like, you're fine at tackle, but they don't really have any options at guard or center. So. Ideally, it's a guy that can be guard or center. But if Cody Ford falls away to fifty three, I think they like him. It would be hard to pass that up.
1: I mean, there's some really good offensive line talent. Like on this board, I mean, I don't mean to page move If you if you hear the pages, but like
0: Jawan Taylor's not. But he's he's not a guard, but
1: yeah. Um, but there's guys like Eric McCoy, Alexen
0: Jenkins from Mississippi State.
1: Yeah, he's. Uh, they seem to like those guys. Connor McGovern. Uh, Michael Dieter, like there, there are guys on the, like still around that yeah. I think makes sense. Holy, Ud, Ud, I, Udo. I would but he he gets rave reviews. So like, there's there's guys around. Um, that makes sense. I just—I'm not
0: going to predict they're going to take an interior lineman with one of their second-round picks, but like if a guy falls, like they'll—they'll they'll think about it.
1: I think Cody Ford just makes a lot of sense for this team, especially. We
0: both have a very points projected him as their pick in, in a trade up. So
1: yeah. So. Um... Let's talk about day two a little bit. Well, can, we, can we talk about day two? before
0: we? I, so two guys I just mentioned, I wanted to touch on real quick what this means yeah, for sure. them. And that's Vitae and that's Mylata. First, Vitae, uh We talked about this a little on the last podcast. I think he might be... I don't know if teams... What would they give up for him? Right. He's as available now as he's ever been. Probably he's going to be free agent. Pretty clearly he's not going to be back here next year. Unless they just value him as a, as a swing backup. Right. Um, this doesn't... I mean... So now, if Peters gets hurt, you would think Diller would be the first one that goes in,
1: right? The like concern, so what does so, the concern yeah. I have though is. He, he's got to develop really quickly as a run blocker. So maybe it's that you hold on to Vitae. I mean, how, how
0: good was Tai as a run blocker anyway, it's though? it's fair. But like, and I know they don't think like that, but...
1: Right, but like, maybe it's that you wait till training camp and it's yeah, like a swap for swap that's sort for, of or thing.
0: Or somebody, somebody somebody's tackle gets hurt, yeah.
1: Right. Um, make,
0: unless they got like a crazy offer for him or something.
1: But. Yeah, I mean, I think this team's kind of learned that trading guys... Um, Trading offensive linemen can be tricky. You know, they've traded Matt Tobin in the past. They've traded Dennis Kelly in the past. Try to treat them like they're replaceable, and they haven't necessarily been from a depth perspective, in my opinion. Uh, Dennis Kelly's playing really, really well in Tennessee. Uh, That's my only hesitation. You talk about Jordan Melotta. Uh, they clearly didn't view him like the fans did. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, he, you he, and I have played as many meaningful games as he has.
0: Like, he's a tantalizing prospect, but he's that. He's a prospect.
1: What, what I like is this is probably secures his kind of footing on the roster a little bit more. They don't have to, like, press for, for more competition. By the way,
0: Dillard is, I think, like, two years older than Milata and he's played probably 200 more football games.
1: <laughs> probably. Um,
0: <laughs> like... My lot is a pro he's an interesting pro- project. If he never plays a down in the NFL, I wouldn't be surprised either.
1: I mean, uh, Philadelphia Eagles.com get a lot of content out of him. Maybe the pick was just worth it for that, but uh, <laughs> I
0: mean, yeah, he, he's a very interesting guy. All right, so now let's let's look a little at we won't touch on it too much, uh, because it is pretty late for us, but. Like so what, what's best case scenario if you could say there are two guys that are on the board that realistically could fall to them and they stay at those picks who are two guys that you would like because I have a couple of mine for my, that I think might be there
1: can I give you three for the two yeah uh, Cody Ford yes. obviously More realistically, Juan Thornhill and Debo Samuel; those would be the two guys to me that make the most sense. I mean, I think AJ Brown makes sense, but I don't know if he'll fall that far. I don't think, yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen.
0: It's it's crazy that DK. I mean, he has a lot of question marks, but so two so two guys I was thinking was either Juan Thornhill or Chauncey Gardner Johnson and Debo. We both are pretty big fans of Debo. He's a guy that can come in and and also. So, do you think Nelson Aguilar traded tomorrow or I guess today by the time you guys listen to this?
1: I think you have to get a wide receiver on day two and then And then out. you
0: find out, yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe it's such a trade in late third, you know. Uh, the Patriots did end up getting their wide receiver. True. But they're two different players. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think you need to see the way the board stacks. I mean, the league clearly doesn't like the wide receiver class. It's just yeah. not a thing. And, you know, that's unfortunate. But the Eagles can take advantage. What I think the Eagles did a really good job of today is taking advantage of other people. Like, other people's misfortunes or missteps. The Giants made three picks today that I I don't understand for the life of me. They need pass rushing help, and they bring in a they they draft the nose tackle that they got. And they would Beckham and they all they
0: they so they traded away Snacks Harrison because they wanted to move uh, Tomlinson to that position, and then they just drafted a nose guard. Yeah, so like what? It, like it, they, they do every everything they say contradicts everything they do. And like Dave Gettleman for MVP, I will say the Redskins had a much better day yes, than did. anybody expected, <laughs> considering all the rumors coming in. Like maybe it, yeah. you you kind of joked like maybe they were doing this on purpose. I, I still don't believe that, but they were blown. A lot of smoke, and it, and it turned out they got Twain Haskins at 15. And they didn't have to trade they, tra- they traded it to back end of the first round to get Montez Sweat. Yeah, like th- that's as good of a one two punch as anybody that had two draft picks for sure in the first round had. Like, you, if some of the picks that happened, it, it's good that the Eagles got Andre Dillard, considering we have to go against in the next couple years because yeah. sweat has a lot of potential.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Um, I think the Redskins had a good draft. I thought the Cowboys had a great draft this today, too, because they didn't draft anybody, so there was no mistakes. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the Giants perplexing. Uh, I think a lot of teams made m- overthought moves, if that makes sense. Like, if you love a guy, go draft him. But the Cleveland Farrell... Number four. Of four was just like. This very... is
0: why the clearly why the Raiders sent everybody out of their draft room because yeah. they would have been like, wait, why are you doing that? Like, yeah, we do? both really like Clean Farrell like, by the yeah, way Yeah, a lot. But number four. Yeah, I was trying to. So I think one of my I can't like take credit because we do so many mock drafts. <laughs> but one of my very early ones, I had him I think at number four to the Raiders, like very early on. And I can't, I'm not taking credit for. It. I just think it's funny. We're that, all proud <laughs> of you. Well, because we go through so many like yeah. cycles of these things. Like you're, you're bound to. Be, like if you combine all my mock drafts, I could probably point to all the picks I randomly. All well, right, but yeah.
1: But Daniel. Jeremiah had him going 25th to the Eagles yesterday. You I, know saw, what I, mean? I
0: think Mel Kiper had him at 32.
1: Right. So it's like kind of bizarre, especially That's, for a guy like suppose, Mayock. Yeah, or,
0: exactly. But, but I mean, I don't, I don't know how much control he has in that room, honestly.
1: True. He They also telegraphed uh, Josh Jacobs. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have, oh, I mean, my that, God. That
0: and Devin White were the two that everybody knew beforehand.
1: Um, But uh, so anyway, um, right. if, you're, if you're listening to this, you can tune in for the Andre Dillard introductory press conference at 345 on Friday. Um, he'll probably have his jersey intact. He cannot wear 60 because that's Chuck Bednarik's number. Oh, and so uh, he'll be getting a new number uh, for you number folks out there. For you number folks. <laughs> Maybe it's 61, you know. <laughs> Stefan Wisniewski's not here anymore. Anyway, uh, so day two. Let's talk about it a little bit more because we, we, gotta, we gotta wrap up soon, but I wanna talk about it. I really get the feeling that they're gonna trade back in this second round with one of the picks. The beauty of having picks five picks apart or whatever, or four picks technically, um, is that you could trade back with 53 to, like, the bottom of the second and maybe pick up a third or a fourth or a fifth through, you know, some package. More likely to pick up a fourth in that sense. Right. It, yeah. So you get, like, a package done, and then you can pick a few picks later and, and you know, get the guy that you want most likely. So I, I, I think that 53rd pick's moving.
0: I, got, I kind of think they're going to stick with those two picks mainly because of the... The way this board's playing out, I think there's going to be some players there that they are going to be like, I don't know if we want to want to pass that guy up. Uh, so we disagree on that. And we disagree on the, the running back plan. So well, we're not going to agree on that.
1: Miles Sanders is still around.
0: He is, as are, all, they, as are literally every other running back besides Jacobs.
1: <laughs> they really paid a lot of attention to him. I don't know. I mean,
0: they, but they also didn't pay any attention, at least reported, to Andre Dillard, and they drafted him. Well, too, so. they,
1: I don't think they expected him to be available.
0: <laughs> Actually, the Howard Rosen straight
1: up said that. Uh, we, we didn't expect him to be available. Yeah but all right um final thought for me on all of this if the eagles play the board the way they did today they will have a very good day too
0: for sure like i mean there, there's scenarios where they trade if there's a there's a receiver if aj brown falls further than expected i think that's a guy they would trade up for
1: and i think they would use 2020 picks i don't think they would yeah. use
0: they, well they're they're set to have quite a few next year so yes <laughs> But they only have a few this year, so. All right, so we'll, we'll end on that note. Uh, we'll be back on Saturday after the draft is over. We'll do a full-on review. Thanks for listening, guys. Make sure you leave some comments, write some reviews, and subscribe. See you